0: Welcome back to the show, everybody. Hope you're enjoying the new year. I've got lots in store for you this year on the podcast. And I'd really love to get your opinion, what you love about the show, what you'd like to see change, what you want more of, what you want less of. I'm going to be sending out a link to a survey next week. I'll be announcing it on the show. So be on the lookout for that because I'd really love to hear from you. In the meantime, if you have anything you want to share, you can always email assist at christinehassler.com or leave a rating and review on iTunes. I read all of them and I appreciate you taking the time to share your feedback. I also want to remind you that you can join Inner Circle at any time. That's my membership community, and it's a way to get consistent teaching from me, connect to a like-minded tribe of people, get a customized meditation each week, and get on a two-hour live coaching call with me once a month where you have the opportunity to get that one-on-one coaching. This month, we're focusing on embodying the quality of confidence. So I'm teaching a lot about confidence, what gets in our way of confidence, and how we can feel and act more confident. Also, my signature retreat is coming up in March. This is the retreat I've been doing, oh my gosh, probably since 2009, do it about twice a year. This year, it might be only once a year. It's almost full. Seriously, we have three spots left. This one's for ladies only. If you're interested, email jill at christinehassler.com. Also, if you go to the events and retreats work with me section on my website, you can find information there. So I'm feeling very grateful and super refreshed. I just got back from two days at a beautiful place called Two Bunch Palms, which is in Desert Hot Springs here in California. And it's magical because all the pools and lagoons are filled with natural hot spring water. I got some amazing spa treatments. I turned off my phone, like literally off for a little over 24 hours, which was so refreshing. It is just amazing how addicted we are to our phones. And it makes sense. I read recently that when we're checking our phone or looking at likes, it releases the same hormone that drugs and alcohol or watching porn or something like that, that, that kind of dopamine response that creates that addictive behavior, creates that like instant sense of a pleasure, which we become addicted to. So it was, really good for me to look at my own addiction to my phone and notice the difference in my nervous system when I wasn't checking it all the time. So if you can't take yourself to a resort for two days, at least give yourself a technology detox for 24 hours. You'll be amazed at what it does for your nervous system. Okay. So this episode is about moving from being single into a relationship and uncovering why we're still single when we really don't want to be. So much of what I've learned in my singlehood, which has really been a blessing in so many unexpected ways, so much so that it's inspiring my next book, is being a great partner to myself. But that involves more than just taking myself on spa retreats. It's also really about having the courage and willingness to uncover the fears or limiting beliefs that keep me from my heart's truest desires. And that's exactly what I coach Alex on. uncovering these fears and limiting beliefs that keep us from being in relationship or from anything we truly want is exactly what I coach Alex on to answer her question, why am I still single? I really want to emphasize being single is not a disorder. I wrote a blog about that. You can Google if you're interested in reading that. We'll also put a link in the show notes. And nothing is wrong with you if you are. But if you truly want to be in a relationship and you're not – then it's time to consider with so much self-honesty and self-compassion what you might be scared of. As you're listening to my coaching session with Alex, consider, are you craving a relationship but not having much luck with dating at all? Do you feel conflicted about whether or not you want a relationship? Do you judge yourself or think something's wrong with you because you're single? Is there anything in your life that's not manifesting and you're just stumped as to why not, be it a relationship or career or money or health? Before you listen to this really rich session with Alex, I want to share with you one of the ways I stay super healthy. For the past few months, I've been taking a greens product called Daily Energy every day right after I drink my room temperature water with lemon in the morning. It's super easy to use. Just scoop a serving into a shaker bottle with water or almond milk and drink it. Sometimes I add it to my green juice or smoothie too. And after drinking daily energy each morning, I've had more energy, clarity, and vitality that lasts all day long. So much better than coffee because there's no caffeine jitters or energy crash because it's real healthy nutrition. It has the equivalent of 12 servings of fruits and vegetables and superfoods in every serving and now for some great news we've worked out a deal with daily energy so that over and on with it listeners just like you can get 30% off daily energy right now just go to getdailyenergy.com slash christine for this special offer again it's getdailyenergy.com slash christine and save 30% on daily energy it's the simplest life hack you can do for your health this year and we'll put the link in the show notes as well All right, and now on to my coaching session with Alex.
1: Hi, Alex. Welcome to the show. What's your question? Hi, Christine. So I've been a big fan for many years and would love to chat with you about being single for the past about six years. And I've dated a lot. I love meeting people. I feel like I've dated myself all these years as well. I pay a lot of attention to myself and I'm kind of at this phase in my life where I go back and forth with feeling like I would love to have a partner. I am my own partner. I have all these great relationships in my life. How come it hasn't intertwined with a romantic, intimate relationship, you know, like I've had many years ago. And that's when I wanted to chat with you about. So when you
0: say you go back and forth, what what do you go back and forth in between in terms of your thinking?
1: Like, mindfully, I know that I am my best partner or that I'm not really alone. And so it's just being conscious and mindful to remind myself of that and give myself the love that I feel like I'm seeking. And then I'll find myself lonely again. And then I'll find myself appreciating other people's relationships and admiring that and, and kind of getting some satisfaction from just loving all the love around me and then desiring love, you know, with with somebody else for myself. So this back and forth of, you know, not really feeling completely always satisfied with just mm-hmm. where I am.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, you can be your best partner and be in relationship at the same time. True. I guess I haven't, I haven't had that. So let me ask you this. I'm sure you've thought about this. Why do you think you haven't drawn in a partner?
1: Um, I haven't been ready or learned what I needed to learn yet or pushing them away somehow. I've kind of gone back through my child history and can't find anything too daunting. So I feel like something like that is just not the right timing or something like I'm just not in the right headspace because I don't find myself being asked out. Like I find myself having to like pursue it, like everything Mm -hmm. in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like it necessarily want it to be like that or it doesn't feel as natural that way. And so I don't want to feel like I have to pursue that either. So maybe that's why, because I feel like it's something that in the past has been pursued or that I'm continuing to pursue. And that to me doesn't feel like a natural way to connect with somebody. Okay.
0: So first of all, there's nothing wrong with being single, as you know, Mm -hmm. but I'm reminding you. And the only reason you ever feel lonely or you ever suffer about being single at all is because there's a belief that it would be better to be in relationship. And we all are conditioned, especially as women, to believe at some level that being in a relationship is better than being single. When we're single, we're always looking. And collectively, there's that belief floating around that one day you'll meet Mr. Whoever and he will choose you to be his forever person. And Mm -hmm. even if we don't necessarily want to get married or we don't think that way or we know that we've all been a little bit hypnotized by romantic comedies and those and dramas and all those things there's still that unconscious collective that we get hooked into that makes it very painful not to be in relationship and we start to question ourselves and we start to look at what's wrong with me and the dating industry has made a lot of money on people especially women trying to quote unquote fix themselves so that they can have a relationship mm-hmm. and i think the the, the biggest thing to really look at is, first of all, there are a lot of people who aren't quote unquote ready who are in relationships. There are a lot of people who haven't learned what they needed to learn who are in relationships. There are a lot of people that don't love themselves that are in relationships. So, the whole theory, and I'm not saying this is your theory, this is the theory that's definitely out there, that until you love yourself and you're totally ready, like you're not going to be in a relationship, we can't say that's 100% true. In so many ways, Alex, we, we don't know. You know, we, we don't know the divine plan, the master plan. We, you also don't know what he is going through in his life. So like mm-hmm. you said, it could be a timing thing. Now, all that said, we are creators of our life and we do manifest according to our belief systems. And there's a couple things I wanted to unpack with you. First, you said, I don't want to feel like I have to pursue it like I have everything else in my life. And I want you to talk a little bit more about how you felt that you've been the one pursuing it.
1: Yeah, I feel like like a job, you know, doing actions in my life to prepare myself to find the right opportunity. That always makes sense, you know, being proactive, putting myself out there, going online and specifically for dating, going on to, to online, you know, dating or dating apps and being flirty, being flirty with just kind of everything in my life and putting it out there. That's what I feel like it's pursuing versus being just myself doing what I love to do, which I feel is probably the right or correct route but doesn't always have like you know people that I'm interested in dating involved in those so those are what I feel like I'm pursuing like kind of going against the grain a little bit feeling like it's a job to go and date people or just not getting far enough on those dates right I feel like I'm a great catch and I feel like I'm on platforms with lots of other great catches and so it starts to feel like a lot of work to dig through to, to try to find it versus like, I'm just going to go to these things I love to do, like go to writing things and go to like creative kind of outlets and hopefully it connects. And I just feel like it hasn't happened even when I try to go do those creative outlets. And that's where it starts to feel like, okay, something I'm getting, like, I'm getting pushback. That's what it feels like.
0: Okay. Okay. And in the pursuing, how much do you feel like you dip a little bit more into your masculine energy when you're treating it like a job?
1: It's certainly the whole pursuing part slightly feels a little masculine. I've certainly been more conscious of kind of the balance of energy. And when it is through apps or or kind of flirting, I certainly like, you know, initiate, but then kind of like put my feminine energy out there and kind of like let them, Take the reins a little bit. I, I personally like that, and so it is something I've come more in tune with. But I think that there could probably be more, and I'm not quite sure what that is. Yeah, more feminine balance.
0: Yeah. Well, and we'll come back to that because I think that's another thing that women are confused about. We hear all the time, "Oh, we're not attracting a man because we're too much in our masculine energy. We're not in our feminine energy enough." But again, I think we're still learning what masculine and feminine energy is. I think we live in a time where men are confused about their roles and their expectations and how to be fully in their masculine and balance that out with their feminine energy but i think the biggest thing is not so much masculine or feminine but it's how you feel when you're doing it you know if you go on a dating app and it feels like a job energetically that's just that that's not the same frequency as love and attraction right it's a totally different energy that you're going into as a means to the end so there's in in my listening of you alex there's like this underlying belief about like, what am I not doing right? Like, why is this not working? And it seems like that is both confusing and frustrating. Am I accurate with that? Yeah, you're correct. Yeah. Okay. So let's go a little bit deeper than that and talk about
1: what scares you about being in a relationship. What are you afraid of? I guess I'm afraid that, that I won't, I guess the first thing that comes to my mind is that I won't be as fruitful or successful as my parents' relationship or my brother's relationship or all the other fantastic relationships I have in my life. <laughs> you know, okay. I'm so scared I'm, about that. I won't be as successful in my romantic relationship because? Because I'm, I'm not good enough to maintain like, that love for so long. Like I don't, for some reason I feel like I don't deserve it and I don't know why.
0: Okay. You don't have to necessarily know why, but if you think about how these belief systems formed around, I'm not good enough and I don't deserve it and think back to past relationships, what were some things that might've happened that started to create these beliefs?
1: Well, when I'm really into somebody, it kind of gets like taken away from me you know, quickly, more quickly than I want it to, or ends all of a sudden, and it's too, too good to be true. And so it makes me feel like when everything seemed fine. And so that's what makes me that's what I've experienced recently, when I have kind of gotten to a certain place with somebody. And further back in my life, I feel like, It was always asking to be part of something and often being rejected. Like, especially when I was a little girl, I do have some memories of kind of being made fun of (laughs) when I asked like boys out or, you know, it was like silly, but I certainly remember it. So being rejected and then being made fun of being, you know, ridiculed and, and then feeling kind of like, I'm not good enough for that type of person Mm -hmm. that I thought I was into. Mm -hmm. Okay. so if I
0: was walking around consciously believing that I'm a catch for all these reasons I could list on paper, intellectually. But inside, I was scared that if I really, really like someone, they're either going to reject me, make fun of me, make me feel I'm not good enough, or leave unexpectedly. How do you think my dating life would be going?
1: Right. Like I wouldn't, you wouldn't seem like, not very, not very good because you wouldn't seem very, um like 100% present. Right. And here's the thing. It's it's
0: energetic. Mm-hmm. So if
1: I asked you, well, let me ask you, why do you think you're a catch? Well, I think I'm really witty and funny, but I'm so super biased. <laughs> I think that I'm very present with people and I'm super loyal and loving and I'm very sensual and appreciate values. And I like to feel that I don't, change people. I just accept them for who they are. So I'm very an accepting person. Okay. That's beautiful.
0: And I think that you know that intellectually, Mm -hmm. but my sense is that the kind of road bump here is that you don't totally feel it or believe it's enough. Like you think it, you tell yourself that, but there's still this, this underlying kind of fear of, oh my gosh, like if I get in a relationship, he may leave. I may be hurt. I may be rejected. All those kinds of things. So from my point of view, there's still like a fear patterning that's quote unquote protecting you. That's making mm-hmm. this a little harder because you've got competing intentions.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: One fit on the gas and one fit on the brake. And the thing with competing intentions is fear will always win. Yeah, It always will win. And that fear of rejection, wow. That is a super, super painful one, a super painful one. And so it sounds like there's some work to do with like the younger parts of you and that belief system around, you know, what you believe will happen when you get in relationship, like really spend some time writing what you think will happen and And all all your fears, because that's the thing that you're protecting yourself from. And until that sort of gets cleared up, it's like y- you kind of have a, a do not disturb sign on energetically. Yeah. Um, and again, if we're carrying around that, that unhealed issue of rejection, if we're always sort of waiting to be rejected, then we, can, we attract people and situations that play out that pattern because it's a setup. Yeah. So how are you feeling? What are you thinking as I'm saying all this?
1: it's interesting to think about what my life would be like in a relationship. And I, and I recently thought about this because I started a new job about two months ago and my life completely changed. And the way that I've lived my life and gotten feedback about my life in general is kind of like, I like being on a schedule, kind of like doing what I like to do. And I think that's associated with control. And so I was thinking to myself, gosh, not only is my life completely switched around, because I just started this new job after owning my own company for a few years, I how would dating somebody change things as well? And would that just put me over the edge? Or how would that feel? And so it's certainly a question I've been asking myself, but don't know, because it almost feels like to be honest with you, Christine, like it almost feels like that leaves it in somebody else's hands to, to tell me kind of like you know, what, what time I'd be getting up, what time I could work out, what time I could, um, what I could do after work. And, and although that's exciting and enticing at one, one part, you know, you have this conflicting kind of thing going on. Like you said, where I'm like, it almost feels slightly suffocating. Exactly. Yeah.
0: When else have you felt suffocated in your life?
1: I'd say I felt, I feel suffocated, um, when I'm overwhelmed, um, with anything, with anything. So yeah.
0: Well, love and relationship can be very overwhelming. Mm -hmm. And whenever we have um, that fear of rejection, the way we compensate for that is control and extreme independence. And you're incredibly independent, which Mm -hmm. is beautiful in so many ways, but it doesn't leave a lot of room energetically for a man to really show up and lead. Right, you're saying you want someone that pursues you, but then you're also saying you want to you want to be able to do what you want. You don't want anyone to tell you what to do.
1: Right.
0: So there's there's a lot of like competing intentions in here. And you're being really honest and I really acknowledge you for that. And so even with a relationship, I think that you want to be able to control it. Like how it comes in and who it is and, and for your life not to have to change and and all of those kinds of things. And so as much as you want it, mm-hmm. there's a part of you that has conditions around what it needs to look like. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't create a lot of space.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, if you have fear that you're going to have to, you know, give up a lot of your freedom and that you're going to feel suffocated, I can see how a relationship unconsciously would feel pretty scary because it sounds like you really value your freedom and independence.
1: Yeah. It's interesting because um, I do. I grew up in a, in a home that was one story (laughs) and very large. Um, And so we, as a family grew up all very independent because we didn't, it's not how my family shows love time together is not really what we did. And so I feel like I was also influenced by kind of the space of growing up and seeing my parents not interact for hours and not not being a bad thing. Right. And so they still did their own thing. And here I live in a studio. So I can I can kind of energetically see like space wise, you know, how's that influencing me? But then one big reason I started a job was so that I could be around more of a community and energetically surround myself and kind of create opportunities for more social dynamics to where I could kind of be surrounded around people where I could dig into this block that I'm having about like not inviting people in. Mm -hmm. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful.
0: You're taking all the right steps Mm -hmm. and really kind of the next step is to work with the fear. Mm-hmm. To really write down all the things that really scare you about being in relationship, and then how we work with fear is, you know, sometimes we work with fear by just taking courageous action, right? Like if I'm scared to surf, the only way that I'm gonna get through that is I'm gonna get out in the ocean and grab a board. But when we're really dealing with emotional fear and those those tender places inside where our heart's just really scared because we've been hurt or we've been rejected it's really more about making agreements with it and, and working with it. Mm -hmm. So something that may be useful to you is to like, kind of write out, um, like almost your own guidelines for relationship, you know, of what your areas you're willing to compromise areas that you're not get a really great, good, well-defined picture, because here's what I see a lot of people do, especially women. They make a big, long list of everything they want to attract in a partner. And it's usually a bunch of projection, (laughs) but they don't really make a list and a really great picture of what the relationship is going to be like, how they're going to be in the relationship, you know, agreements they're making with themselves. They sort of make the list of the projected guy, but don't get really clear about what being in the relationship with the person would actually be like. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah. So look at those things that you're afraid of. Look at where you may feel overwhelmed. Look at where you may feel suffocated or look at where you may have the fear of not being successful. Like write down your definition also of what a successful relationship is. Mm -hmm. You need a clear picture of what the relationship is like and not not fantasy-based, not, you know, we're taking these amazing trips and staying in five-star places and we're laughing all the time. Like all that's great but it's more about how we feel. Mm -hmm. Like I feel connected and present with my man and I feel like I have my, my space and he respects that, like whatever it is. Does this make
1: sense? Yeah, it makes sense for sure. And I like that you talked about kind of focusing on how I feel part because I was, when you first recommended, I was nervous because I felt like, um, I don't want to feel like I'm controlling it. Right. And making that list is intimidating because I know that's what I want to do. Oh, another list I can make. Um, <laughs> but the part about really focusing on like how I would feel in that right. relationship. Right. Is key. And
0: the key for you, Alex, is vulnerability. Mm-hmm. You have to be willing to let your heart be totally open. You know, I, I say all the time and I've been single six years too. and I always, not always, but very frequently say, you know, I'm, I'm, my heart's open. I'm willing to be, to experience hurt again. I don't want to manifest that, mm-hmm. but I'm willing because my heart's open. The The thing is a lot of times after we've been single for a while or we've been through a bad breakup or whatever, we've been rejected, we've been hurt because anytime we've got rejected or hurt, it affects our heart. Even if it wasn't in the relationship category, it could be peers or friends or parents or whatever, we develop these protective walls. And we have to be willing to have our heart wide open and trust ourselves that even if we do get what is perceived as rejected, or even if it doesn't work out, that we're going to be kind to ourselves. Because that's the other thing. You could be scared of yourself. <laughs> a lot of times we don't manifest things in our life because we're afraid of what we'll do to ourselves internally if it doesn't work out. Mm. We will we'll blame ourselves, we think we're a big failure. We'll get hopeless, you know, whatever it may be. So it's really, you know, you talked earlier about being a great partner to yourself and being a great partner to ourselves is more than taking care of ourselves physically and financially and all those things. It's really being that parent to ourselves. Because in a lot of times in romantic relationships, we sort of project a parental role. We want that person to make us feel safe and we want that person to make us feel loved. And and that's our job. Mm -hmm. We experience love with the person. And the safety comes from inside ourselves. So so vulnerability and softening is going to be a really important element for you as well because mm. you have a big personality and you're out in the world and you have confidence, which can sometimes be intimidating. And so really softening into that vulnerability mm. and allowing yourself to not always project that you have it all together.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah. Because men need to feel your longing. Mm. And I think that's another Mm. kind of how a lot of women are misled. We're told, just be confident with yourself and love your life. And he'll be attracted to that. But if a man doesn't feel there's any space for him, and I don't just mean physically or time, but like emotionally, if he doesn't feel your longing, if he doesn't feel your desire, if he doesn't feel that longing in your heart, to be in love and be in relationship, there's no, there's no entrance for him. Mm -hmm. So let it's, and, and sort of the, the biggest shift that I have made that has brought me so much peace and has changed my dating life too, is allowing myself to feel the longing without the suffering. So let myself long for relationship and have that desire, but not make it mean anything negative. That I don't have it. Mm -hmm. So feel into your heart, feel into that longing, feel into your vulnerability, sort of do the writing exercises that we've described, and then maybe incorporate in your life some kind of meditation practice, visualization where you're really dropping your energy into your heart and you're feeling that love and that connection and that longing and start calling him in with your heart rather than your head.
1: Okay. Is this helpful? Yeah, and you really hit a spot because the the feeling with my heart versus my head has been a trend for a long time and I always I always thought I was feeling with my heart. Maybe it's because internally I'm thinking with my heart, you know, versus my head, but externally when I express myself it feels very head focused. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So I think really kind of being vulnerable and allowing myself to show that heart, those heart feelings would be very rewarding for me right. and other people. Right. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you don't always
0: have to be the funny one. You don't always have to know. Let yourself be, you know, I think that again, triggers the rejection stuff. Like you've developed kind of a persona of what you need to do to stay safe. Drop that persona and let yourself truly be seen.
1: Mm. Yeah. That let sounds yourself, beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Any other questions I can help you with? No, I I thank you so much. You really opened up my eyes through this call and just over the years. And I just want to thank you so much for being there for me.
0: I really acknowledge how open and honest Alex was with me and more importantly with herself. When we desire something and it's not manifesting in our life, there's a tendency to either blame ourselves or do a spiritual bypass, you know, the whole, well, if it's not happening, it must not be meant to be, or mentally obsess about what we need to change or fix about ourselves to make it happen. Often, none of these strategies really work. What does work is taking a deep and super honest, microscopic truth look at why not having what you want is actually what you want. Okay, that may not have made sense, so let me explain. Often, consciously, we want something like a relationship, certain career path, health, money, etc. But there's a hidden fear or limiting belief that is creating a block. In Alex's case, it was her fear of rejection, things ending suddenly, feeling not good enough, and not deserving, and fear of being suffocated. Since those fears and limiting beliefs are still operating on some level, not being in a relationship feels safer to her. It doesn't matter how much you desire something. If part of you is also scared to have it, it's hard, if not impossible, to really manifest it. This is a much different approach than a lot of the dating advice out there. Now, I have a lot of respect for dating and relationship experts, but sometimes I find the guidance reinforces the there's something wrong with you or you're doing something wrong, and once you fix it, then you'll have the man or woman of your dreams. This is not a healthy place to come from. We're already critical enough of ourselves. Furthermore, a relationship is not a symbolic trophy that you've won at self-love. Like I said in the session with Alex, there are so many factors that play into whether or not we're in relationship. So for those of you who are single and want to be in a relationship, maybe ditch the apps and dating columns and relationship advice for a while and do some of the things I encouraged Alex to do. Get honest about what really scares you about having what you want. You can do this with a relationship or really anything in your life that you want, but that's not manifesting. Write all your fears down, even if they seem silly or super small, and then write a new list or create a new plan of how you will manage those fears. Make agreements with yourself so that you will feel safe. Let me give you an example from my own life. I uncovered a fear that if I was in relationship, I would not be as committed to my purpose and work, a fear that I couldn't really have at all, a misunderstanding that I couldn't be both a successful entrepreneur with a big mission and a loving partner to a man. Some part of my consciousness had it as an either or. You can see how this would affect my dating life, right? I love my purpose. I'd feel dead inside if I was not coaching and teaching and sharing to the degree that I am. So that old fear was protecting me because my soul did not want to step away from my mission. I worked with that fear, updated my beliefs, and wrote out an agreement with myself about how I could manage and really thrive in having both a big purposeful career and a loving connected relationship. I'm sharing this with you because I hope it triggered some insights for you. This is deep stuff, you know, looking at those fears that are often unconscious. So give it time to marinate. And for you coaches out there, notice how I didn't go into coaching Alex on making a plan to date differently or love herself more or step more into her feminine. Those are important, but they can often be surface things. Be willing to let go of being attached to finding a fix-it solution for your clients and instead guide them to discovering what's in their way. To wrap it up, I'll summarize some assignments for you. First of all, ditch the list of like everything you want to attract in your life and work on creating that different list to really identify the fears that are possibly in your way. Second, be vulnerable. You know, at the end of the call, you heard me coach Alex on really allowing her vulnerability to come through, to allow the man that she wants to attract to feel her longing part of what we think makes us a catch is having it all together and being totally fine and independent. But without that vulnerability, often there's no kind of energetic invitation for someone to come in. How can you move more into your heart and not be so much in your head? And if there's something you really, really want in life, and it's not manifesting, maybe it's time to reach out to a coach you know, as a coach, one of the primary things I do is illuminate blind spots for people, shine a lantern on those places that they know deep inside, but it just needs a little light because they just can't see it. The picture I give for often how I work with people is I'm just walking into a cave with them and the writings on the wall, the answers are inside of them. They just don't have the lantern quite yet. And it's my job to hold the lantern and shine the light. And if you do resonate with me and my work, I do have actually two spots open for private clients. It's a big investment of time and money. So if you're really serious about it, you can email jill at christinehasler.com and she'll give you more info. And again, just a reminder, you can work with me at a much lower investment by joining Inner Circle, my membership community. That's at christinehasler.com slash Inner Circle. And our March retreat is coming up. So email Jill about that as well. All right, everybody, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please share it. It means so much when you share this podcast with friends or people that you think will benefit from the coaching and topics we cover here. Sending you so much love and many blessings. Thank you for listening to Over at Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode.